Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So this week, I'm going to give you a look at something I do for patrons. Uh, this is a special called The Editor's Desk, that if you're a patron at the $5 level or above, you get once a week, usually, from me. Oftentimes, it's me talking about the various things that I think when I create coverage uh, or going through and critiquing stories or the way things are covered. But every once in a while, I will dive in on a single topic. And this is an example of that. Back in January, I dived in to explain 5G. And I wanted to make this available for everyone uh, so that you could get an get a, uh, idea of what you get at that level as a perk every week, but also uh, to share some of that, that research and, and that education with everybody. So here you go and enjoy the Editor's Desk special 5G. I want to do something a little different with this first editor's desk of the year, uh, something that I hope to do from time to time. I won't be doing this every time. I will get back to talking specifically about what I think of particular stories, talking about how I see the nature of reporting, how we do it on DTNS, because I know a lot of you love that, uh, and I will continue to do that. But in advance of CES, I really wanted to do something I've been planning to do for a long time, which is try to explain 5G. Uh, and this this would be something I'll want to do from time to time is deep, deep dive on a topic like this for you. 5G is real. It's not just hype. Now, I know some of you probably have a little PTSD or or uh, or something like it, I guess. Uh, maybe not PTSD. That may be too strong of a word. That's a that's a real severe uh, thing uh, that people actually suffer with. But uh, we shouldn't make light of it. But you do have this feeling of I've been told five G is coming forever. You know, wake me when it's really here. Well, it's really here. It's really real. Uh, actual working services operating in multiple parts of the world, not just the United States. But five G is not here for you yet. So ha, there you go. I fooled you again. Uh, just like 4G and 3G before it, 5G is going to come slowly. 
both in the service rollout and the devices. Uh, it's just beginning to be put in certain regions. Uh, it's just beginning to be implemented in its beginning stages, so it won't be as good as it will be eventually. It probably won't be an option for the majority of people until about 2020. Now, that doesn't mean you won't be able to get it, but until 2020, you, you might luck out. Uh, but devices are going to be first-generation devices with 5G. Uh, service is, is going to be limited. You won't be able to use it. Your device is going to have to be able to support 4G, maybe even 3G, uh, as well as 5G if you want to get comprehensive coverage. So 2020 is when I think we'll all start to think, well, maybe I should get a 5G phone or a 5G service because it's not just phone service. That's the other thing. Unlike 4G, 5G is a very creditable, credible competitor for your home internet service. There have been some people using 4G service or using some kind of wireless backhaul uh, to provide service for home users uh, here and there. And it's not bad, but 5G is going to make it a, a credible replacement for fiber because it's, yeah, we'll talk about that, but it's easier to roll out. Uh, also, AT&T just went and launched a non-standard version, or I'm sorry, not AT&T. I'll pick on AT&T later. Verizon uh, went and launched a non-standard version of 5G in California just to show they could do it. They'll eventually switch to the standard, so there'll be a little of that too. Uh, it's actually a 5G technology. It's just not the one they ended up uh, settling on as the standard. So let's talk a little about what 5G is. 5G is a term for a collection of technologies. That was true of 4G. It was true of 3G. These technologies are significant advances, hence the generation. LTE Advanced is new technology that makes LTE work faster, but it's not a significant new generation. 5G is new stuff. Greater speed, and more importantly, lower latency and greater capacity. Uh, and what's funny is everybody talks about the speed. Everybody knows, well, 5G is going to be faster, right? Yes, yeah, sometimes hear people talking about latency and the fact that it, it will make things feel more instantaneous over the internet. And that's more important than the speed, honestly. Greater capacity, though, is, is something you almost never hear about. And that's where it's really going to prove different than LTE. More devices can connect at once. That's why you sometimes hear people say, well, 5G will be great for Internet of Things. And I'm sure sometimes you think, well, I've got Internet of Things. They, they work right now on on. 4G, don't they? Well, no. Think about it. Your Internet of Things devices right now generally work on Wi-Fi because the capacity of 4G just isn't quite good enough. And if you've used 4G in a car, you know this. So 5GNR is the standard. That's the one Verizon's going to have to eventually get around to. It will not be compatible with 4G. This is why it's, it's different. LTE Advanced is pretty compatible. You might need an upgrade software upgrade to your modem. But 5G NR is not. Uh, your devices will have to have radios for 5G and 4G service, just like it had to have a separate radio for 3G. And 5G service, this is something I don't see covered enough as well, can operate above and below 6 gigahertz. That's important to know because a lot of the problems above 6 gigahertz are the ones you're going to hear about, and they don't exist for 5G service below 6 gigahertz. So you're going to run into that thing where somebody says, well, 5G has a problem breaking through walls, and you're going to say, my 5G service doesn't. And then you're going to have somebody else say, well, 5G gets uh, 20 gigabits per second. And someone will say, mine doesn't. It's because 
you're going to have them operating in different spectrums. Low frequency 5G, which is actually, I think, what T-Mobile is going to roll out for its mobile service, operates in the existing cellular and Wi-Fi bands that we have now. Obviously not competing with them. It's, it's licenses that are in clear parts of that spectrum. Uh, it has more flexible encoding than LTE and wider channels. They're not huge, but they're wider than what LTE can do. So it can be faster. 25 to 50% increase in speed over LTE. And covers the same range. So if T-Mobile operates uh, 5G service in low frequency, it'll have just exactly the same range you have with LTE. Uh, it won't it won't have a problem with that. It won't have a problem going through walls. It'll be faster. And it'll have your latency and capacity uh, increases as well. But it won't be that much faster. In fact, you know, LTE's getting pretty fast these days. It it won't feel like it's that much of a difference, at least at, at the beginning. High frequency, or what you'll hear about millimeter wave service. So when you hear somebody say, oh, this service is millimeter wave, this is the one they're talking about. It operates in the 28 gigahertz, 38 and 39 gigahertz spectrums, way up there. Really big channels. You can have a lot, when you talk about bandwidth, we often use bandwidth interchangeably, but speed. This is when bandwidth, we should know the real definition, which is the breadth that a signal can use. And those channels it can use are wide, wide bandwidth channels for very high speeds. This is the one, though, that drops off over distance. Millimeter wave drops off faster over distance. So you need more connections. This is why T-Mobile and Sprint can just use their existing uh, cell towers to do 5G if it's in the lower spectrum. But if you're going to do it in millimeter wave, you're going to have to add more cells. It's not exactly the right term, but you're going to have to add more base stations. And you're going to have them connect to, to landline backhaul more often. This is also the one that has more problems penetrating walls. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about how it works a little bit later, what they're doing to mitigate that. It's not going to be as bad as you think. I know I've heard some people like, ah, oh, 5G is going to suck because I won't be able to get it inside. You'll be able to get it inside. And it'll be a little weird, but you will be. Uh, certainly you'll get it if it's the lower frequency. Uh, if Even if it's millimeter wave, though, you'll still be able to use it inside. But it's great for home internet because it's cheaper than lane cable and offers more capacity for traffic than 4G does. So Verizon, the reason they stopped laying fiber to the home is because, hey, you know what they can do? They can just set up 5G in a neighborhood and then offer this service to folks. And your router just, you know, even if there is a little bit of problem in one part of your house, you move it to another part of your house and you got the 5G service. Now, let's talk a little bit about the speed. LTE is going to be fast. LTE will be able to achieve speeds up to 2 gigabits per second. So for a while, the speed difference between the two may or may not be apparent, depending on where you are. That's why AT&T couldn't resist calling its newest 4G service 5GE, 5G evolution, uh, bankrupting the, the meaning of the term. It's really just LTE, uh, but it's the advanced LTE that can reach these higher speeds. 5G speeds won't be significantly faster than the top LTE speeds for a while. 5G's early advantage is in latency and capacity. Again, I can't emphasize that enough. The way you'll tell the difference at the beginning may not be speed so much as, wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in real time practically, and, and you're on that LTE connection and you're not. Now, eventually, 5G will outdistance LTE. The, the top speeds it can get uh, once they've maximized the rollout is 20 gigabits per second 
and one millisecond of latency. One millisecond of latency compared to 4G, which at best is 30, often around 70 milliseconds. So how does this 5G stuff work? Well, it uses encoding called OFDM, which is actually similar to LTE, but it uses many more smaller cells, as well as wider bandwidth that I talked about, and some advanced antenna tech to increase the capacity. So I talked about needing smaller cells when you're at the millimeter wave. I've talked about the wider channels, even at the lower frequencies. Let's talk about that antenna tech. Smart antennas are going to be needed in your devices. This is another reason. It's not just the modem. You'll need a new modem for this, but you'll also need a newer antenna if you're going to take advantage of millimeter wave 5G because smart antennas instantly form directional beams. Uh, It's similar (laughs) to deep space telescopes. Thank deep space telescopes. If anyone says, why are we wasting our money on deep space telescopes? Tell them it's so you can get your 5G millimeter wave antenna working. Uh, The way deep space telescopes find faraway stars is a similar principle in how your antenna is going to find your 5G signal when it's inside a wall. Mobile equipment will use dozens of tiny antennas Base stations will have hundreds of antennas because they have that higher capacity, and they'll all work in concert to create narrow time-varying beams that continually move to stay locked on the desired signal. So it, that's one of the, when we talk about 5G as a collection of technologies, that's one of the technologies that says, ah, oh, we can use this spectrum because we have this antenna technology. Now, my guess is, especially in the early days, there are going to be more complaints about 5G service inside. Because for whatever reason, you're, you as a user are going to run into situations that these tests have never run into. And it's going to take a while to squash those bugs. Uh, but by all accounts, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to use millimeter wave 5G inside a building as long as there's enough, uh, you're close enough to the base stations. Again, it, it drops off faster over distance. So there may be more rural gaps, uh, more coverage gaps in the millimeter wave uh, 5G service. I think that could be a, a significant complaint. And there may be some bugs and, and stuff in, in these in these advanced antennas at the beginning that may cause weird dropouts. Uh, but I think that will get fixed. The coverage, I don't know. That could be That could be something going on for a while. Let's finish with what it's good for. If you, okay, fine. You've convinced me it's going to be faster, lower latency, higher capacity, and so what? Well, when you've got all that, you can do a game streaming service over mobile. Game streaming services, the whole big deal is figuring out how to get low latency. And you don't see them over mobile because of that very often. Well, now you can. Now if you've got 5G service as your home service, you can You can use that one millisecond, or eventually it might get lower than a millisecond latency. Well, maybe if you're a competitive gamer, that still isn't enough, but wow, that's pretty good. Uh, Physical therapy. I I see a lot of examples of using virtual reality, but particularly for physical therapy. So uh, someone won't have to have the VR all local, Uh, whether it's physical therapy or or something else. VR can be streamed uh, over this technology. Uh, virtual reality being streamed is very difficult. So you can also have MMOs through virtual reality a little easier here. Uh, Smart bandages that track healing uh, is just one example of a lot of the little things that can happen where you think, well, why couldn't I do that with 4G? And it was because of the capacity. You just couldn't, you couldn't have that many sensors doing that much traffic because of capacity. It wasn't a bandwidth issue. It was, we're just going to have too much latency. We're going to have too much capacity problems. So you're going to see the ability to just have a lot more sensors than you could have had before. 
uh, out and about, right? You could do it with your Wi-Fi because your Wi-Fi has nice capacity, has pretty good latency. Uh, But once you're away from your Wi-Fi, well, then what? 5G, you can just have it everywhere. Uh, High-res security cameras. You know, you've got that bandwidth uh, so you can push out all those bits and have high resolution over over your camera. Uh, driverless cars interacting is another example you hear a lot of people talk about. Uh, if driverless cars want to talk to each other rather than just be self-contained, which will help safety quite a bit. If you can say, Hey, I'm about to turn left. Okay. I get it. Right. That's an advantage. Driverless cars could have over humans is, is the ability to know what the other cars on the road are going to do, uh, ahead of time. Well, to do that, you need low latency, high capacity. Uh, and, and that is something that 5g could provide as well. And essentially, in, if you want to think of it in some ways, it's a lot like having your home Wi-Fi level of service available as, as your mobile service. And 4G almost feels like that, but there are, there are some times when it doesn't, and you know those times when you're out and about and you're like, ah, oh, I wish I could switch to Wi-Fi right now. And there are other times when it's, it's just we don't have the products made because they need that consistent, wide-ranging, high-bandwidth, low-latency, high-capacity service uh, that 5G is going to provide. Now, all of this is not to say that 5G will solve all our ills. I I hope I've tried to point out some of the pitfalls along the way, but it definitely will be an improvement, and it'll be interesting to see at what point the service really becomes practical for you to subscribe to, how much they charge for it. I mean, when you've got this amount of bandwidth, uh, you really need to have a higher uh, data cap if you're going to have a data cap at all. I'd be interested to see if Unlimited continues in the 5G world or the version of Unlimited we, we have in certain places in, in the planet. Uh, but all in all, it's, it's, it's workable and it's, and it's going to not change the world as much as many of the things you read out there say, but definitely going to change the kinds of devices that we can use and the proliferation of them. I think that'll be the interesting thing to see is, you know, smart cities now become much more practical when you have a ubiquitous, high capacity, high bandwidth service like 5G. Hope that was interesting to you. Uh, And uh, some people have asked, if they could pass these along to friends, uh, these are Creative Commons licensed. So feel free if you're like, hey, I want to I want to have my friend listen to this to maybe understand a little bit more about 5G. Pass it along to them. Thank you for supporting us, though, uh, and getting it first. You get first crack at this. This is all yours. Uh, you're, you're first in line. Thank you so much for supporting us at patreon.com slash DTNS. And I'll talk to you soon. Well, there you go. Uh, that's an example of what you get from the editor's desk. They're not always single topics like that. Sometimes, like I said, they're more musing about coverage or or uh, more philosophical. Uh, but hopefully you got something out of that 5G one. And if you'd like to get more of those, you can sign up for the associate producer level at patreon.com slash DTNS. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.